0: Welcome back to SP Nation. As always, I'm your host, Scott Piper, because you can't have SP Nation without the SP. Today, I have a very special guest. He is the leader of the Jehovah's Witness Correlation of Minnesota, Mr. Tom, not the Chris Farley. Yeah, I'm
1: going to say one of those things is true. Uh, I am Tom and not Chris.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They used to like, get on my nerves like, all the uh, what's time. What's up, guys? Happy to be here, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, for everyone who doesn't know, Tom Farley, he is the co-host of Be Hero. They do an amazing amount of podcasting, and they have their own YouTube channel now. But uh, I'm going to let Tom introduce Be Hero and you know, tell a little bit about himself.
1: Thanks, man. Um, Yeah, happy to be here. So Be Hero is something. uh, It's been kind of a passion project of mine for for a long time. Um, Tried to get it off the ground a few times, but it wasn't until I met uh, my co-host Brian. Um, Well, I've been working with him for a couple years, but uh, last year we started talking about uh, restarting it and it's, you know, finally starting to gain some traction and take off. So it's really exciting. Uh, The podcast that we have right now is called Be Hero Fights. We just debate any two like subjects. Most of it is going to be dealing with pop culture, Um, but we do branch into, you know, all sorts of stuff. We had a seven episode long tournament, just debating different types of whiskey um we've done you know battle royales we talk about toys we talk about fast food restaurants um you know we there's there's really uh no no limit so uh it's a lot of fun though um you know like scott was saying we do have a youtube channel now so you can actually watch us on youtube um we 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 think we're entertaining (laughs) um and we have we have more shows in the works as well so the the you know the the media company is growing. We've got a lot of big things happening. It's really exciting stuff. Uh, if you want to check us out, uh, follow us on our social media. Facebook.com slash BeHeroMedia. Instagram.com slash media, Twitter at Be Hero fights, um, Or everything BeHero at BeHeroMedia.com. We even do like a blog. We have a blog where we do like movie reviews. Uh, we also just started a, uh, a series of articles called Be Fit, uh, Just kind of motivational, inspirational art- art- articles for self-care. Um, that kind of stuff yeah check us out
0: awesome man um you know you're no stranger to the show you've been on here once twice um one time with yes. yeah yeah one time with you and brian and then one time to help sell the debate on um soundtracks it was john williams yeah. versus jerry goldsmith which i ended up agreeing with your Uh, choice for that anyways um, today (laughs) we are doing something not soundtracks we are doing top five favorite video games this is not a list of per se the greatest critically acclaimed video games of all time this is just a list of mine and Tom's favorite video games that we love playing that we sit down for hours lose complete consciousness playing And, um, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know about for Tom, but making my list was extremely difficult because as me and Tom actually discussed off, um, recording and camera, uh, when I was picking my top five, I was looking at my list and, you know, there were so many games that were like on newer systems that I was like, I didn't want it to make. A list completely of totally brand new games so i had to really go back and think of a lot of video games like everything from final fantasy to kingdom hearts um nascar you know just really everything that i played over my lifetime and um i don't know about you tom but it was kind of hard putting together a top five
1: yeah super hard actually um I'm, I'm still like, I'm looking at it right now. And I'm like, but but what about? <laughs> oh, come on, I, I need more. Yeah. And you know, I try to do the same thing. I tried to look at different consoles, different platforms, uh, different game types. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest factors was just like how much time I spent playing the game. And if and if it's a game that I still spend time playing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we we had actually discussed about it we actually have three um honorable mentions as well because like like i said it was just so hard to narrow down a top five that we just had to we just had to throw on a few extra games and um i'm gonna go ahead and let tom start off with his first honorable mention
1: all right um so, my first honorable mention, um, I'm gonna go with just an entire franchise, and it's the Mortal Kombat games. Love those games. Now, my two favorites in those would be Mortal Kombat 9 and Mortal Kombat versus DC. I know that's like a weird uh, you know, who likes Mortal Kombat versus DC? I do. That game was rad. I freaking wreck people at that game. Um, but yeah, just like of the fighting games, the Mortal Kombat franchise is second to none. It really um has excelled and you know even the the mythology that create that they created it's just like a simple like hyper violent game is is really interesting there's just there's so much depth to it that you know unless you have gotten to the franchise like there's just a lot that you wouldn't know um a lot that goes unnoticed by uh you know the the mainstream media that's just like ah how dare people play this
0: fatalities, (laughs) (laughs) right especially when you see someone's like spine and skull getting ripped out of their body oh yeah it's it's
1: it's amazing
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) Uh, but you know
1: i i also really like bloody gory violent stuff which is funny because i never used to i I grew up like having a really weak constitution for that i would like get really nauseous seeing that stuff but now it's just like i love it (laughs)
0: Um, For me, my pretty much bottom of the honorable mentions list, but still one that I really wanted on there, it was 1080 Avalanche that came out for the Nintendo GameCube. And this was like the very first game that I popped into my GameCube when I got it for Christmas. Um, It was just so much fun to play. It was... A snowboarding game that came out i'd say like 2002 2003 kind of around the same time like ssx came out but to me it could have been just seen it through ssx I, ssx tricky was phenomenal Um, but 1080 avalanche mm-hmm. to me i liked it way better than ssx and i'm not sure if it's just because that was the first snowboarding game that I played or it was like that first uh Nintendo GameCube experience but like to me everything about that game was really good like the graphics were awesome for me at the time and it had this really good soundtrack to it like I don't remember all the songs on there but to me the standout song was Fine Again by Seether and that was really my introduction to Seether as well so It was really kind of like a first all around the board for game for the Nintendo GameCube for Seether for snowboarding, and what really made Ten Eighty Avalanche stand out to me is like you would get these races where you could actually race against an avalanche, you know, hence the name Ten Eighty Avalanche, of course, but a lot of the times you either wouldn't make it or you just come so close because you clipped a tree or something like that. And that final race down the mountain. um, And then the credits start playing. It was just like that final glorious moment for that game. You're like, yes, I don't know shit about (laughs) snowboarding, but I'm going to go try it. (laughs) So it was definitely, (laughs) yeah, it was just definitely a really fun game. And then, you know, it was one of those games that I still you know, fondly remember. And if it ever ends up on the Nintendo Switch or um, it might be on the Dolphin GameCube emulator, I need to check that out. But it's definitely one of those games I want to get back into and play again.
1: So, my next one was one that I actually flip flopped on between just two games. <clears throat> so, I, I flip flopped between uh, Modern Warfare 2, which is the only game that I've gotten all the achievements on. And then also Dante's Inferno, which is one of the few third person at like adventure style games um, that I really like. I'm going with Dante's Inferno just because I don't play modern warfare two anymore. I've done everything on it and right. uh, it's kind of lost its playability for me at this point, but Dante's Inferno was still a fantastic story. It's still a great, great run through, uh, still challenging. Um, and it's a fucking cool story. Like, yeah, I, really like that game um i mean it you know it has nothing to do with the uh, the book other than uh, it takes the it uses inspiration from the book in how it describes the setting um but it did get me to read the book really <laughs> so you know it uh made me a little slightly more literate <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> we we can pretend is
0: your uh, pizza hut <laughs> is your pizza hut uh book of the week or whatever they did back then
1: yeah <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> um
1: yeah Dante's Inferno is a. it's a really good game it was on it was on the 360 yeah it was game of the year when it came out um I don't remember when it came out though it was probably like around 2009 or something look that up real quick right Inferno release date I think it was done by the stars studio because they came out uh around the same time with a um like a, a movie that followed follow the exact same story. Um, it's kind of, I don't even know how you would describe the movie. Um, okay. So the game came out February of 2010, uh, but the movie it follows the same story, but they had different directors for each, um, each circle of hell. So it was kind of like an anthology almost. It was, it was interesting. Um, so if you haven't right. seen that it's worth, it's worth a watch.
0: Sounds fun. Um, I don't think I ever played Dante's Inferno. Like I remember seeing it like on game shelves, and you know, even anytime I'm like in a game store that sells older games, like I'll always see it, but like I've just never picked it up. Um, My next honorable mention is Lego Dimensions. Um, I'm not really one for like the whole toys to life stuff, uh, mainly because I feel like it's micro. Tr- it's like the microtransactions thing but to me it's it was way worse because like the Disney and Fandy stuff used to be really expensive and the Lego Dimensions pack like it was like a $30 pack for like a few figures and like a new world in your game so it, it was almost like buying like an entire another game just for an add-on but What made Lego Dimensions to me kind of stand out differently was, uh, you know, besides video games, like I'm a really big Lego fan in general. So it was really cool getting some of these packs that had really different characters and really um, characters that you weren't going to see in sets. Like they had characters from The Simpsons. They had characters from Scooby-Doo. They had Sonic the Hedgehog. They had Beetlejuice. They had um, Doctor Who and those were and those were characters like they didn't have sets at the time or like with the Simpsons and Scooby-Doo like their sets came out like 2005 2006 but if you try buying them on eBay like now because I did a little looking on the sets to see how much they are now they're like 150 bucks for some Scooby-Doo sets and it was a good way to get some of those figures. Like you didn't want to spend $150 for. And what was really so cool about the Lego dimensions was once you had those characters, like if you had Beetlejuice, once you put them on that pad, there's a whole level dedicated to Beetlejuice. So it was like, yeah, you were paying a lot of money, but you were getting some really good content for what it was at the time. And You know, having whole levels dedicated to Back to the Future, having levels dedicated to like Teen Titans, um, DC, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. I think there was uh, Powerpuff Girls, too. There was like a whole bunch of different sets. And to me, it just really stood out because it was more appealing because you could get kids who actually liked Legos, but you could also get adults who liked the Goonies, Gremlins, and all sorts of different stuff like that back into it. And that's what really made it, you know, super appealing to me was just all these different characters you could play as versus like Lego Dimension, um, Disney Infinity, which they actually, once they stopped making the Infinity stuff, it was done. You couldn't use it anymore. You couldn't access the system, but you can still allegedly access the Lego Dimensions system. I haven't tried it, but
1: yeah, I mean, the Lego games are good. Um, I, I never played the Lego dimensions, um, but one of the nice things about just, or one of the things I like about it is like, it's really easy. It's not offensive. You can just put it on and chill. You can do missions if you want, or you can just run around and break stuff. Like it, it's, it's like a real easy chill game.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Sounds good. So my next one on my honorable mentions. Um, so I, uh, it, I'm cheating. I'm doing two, but they're they're kind of the same game, kind of, the, or at least they're the same style. Um, so, Age of Empires slash Starcraft. Um, more so, the Age of Empires, just because I've sp- I spent a lot more time playing that as a kid. Um, yeah, just tons and tons of hours playing that as a kid, and it's and it is one that I still play to this day with uh, with like my brothers and sisters and whatnot. It's a lot of fun. It's a very strategic game, uh, real time strategy um age of empires two specifically three sucked one was fun but it was really glitchy really buggy Um, but two is fantastic it's on steam um so that's that's how how i got it now it's it's so much fun um so i mean you know real-time strategies i don't think get enough love and uh i mean unless you're in korea (laughs) damn (laughs) and then and then everything is starcraft um but I also do have to say StarCraft because uh, that game is the inspiration for uh, my youngest son's name.
0: <laughs> my, for my third honorable mention, I had to pull a Tom and do two games at once too um, oh. because mine is Wreckfest slash uh, Flat Out. And the reason I combined these two is because it's Wreckfest is kind of like the successor to Flat Out. And if you like, you know, racing games like I do, but kind of don't necessarily care for the simulator style games like Forza or Gran Turismo, where you're really just kind of in a souped up you know sports sports car um hyper car but you're on a track and you have to do everything perfectly and do all this shit like that and yeah those games are awesome but what wreckfest and forza does it be completely different is that it lets you be your inner homicidal maniac (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> Breakfast is the game that i literally had just discovered this game a few weeks back and i literally can't put down my controller while playing it it's like i said it's the successor to flat out which used to be on the ps2 i think it was on the ps3 for a while and i think there was one that released on ps4 but i'm not 100 sure but how it is how it goes is like you're racing on, you know, dirt tracks, um, a lot of Hill stuff. It, it's almost like a rally race style of a course, but you can literally fucking murder people in this game. Like I have sent people head first into a tree and watch their car catch fucking fire and laughed as I've driven away. <laughs> um, It's completely insane. And there's been so many times after I've wrecked out like half the field where I am just barely crawling across the finish line. I've got like one wheel missing. My engine's on fire. The car looks like it's been through the freaking crusher at a junkyard. And it's just so much fun just seeing how close you can hit someone and having that oh shit moment while racing. And there's also so much extra fun stuff. Like I've sent pictures to um, Tom where I've got this fucking couch that I'm racing on. There's a demolition derby where you use these big ass farming vehicles and the absurdity of hitting another farming vehicle with one and seeing it just topple and topple is Just completely (laughs) stupid, but it makes you so happy (laughs) at the same time. The only reason (laughs) that I didn't put this game on my top five, though, is even though the game looks absolutely beautiful, like the sky looks like they went outside, took a picture and put that picture as the actual sky in the game. It is phenomenal looking, (laughs) but there's no there's no like real seasons to it that I've seen. There's no snow, there's no mud, there's no rain. And personally, I think it would be such an extra bonus feature having like a snowy track that like, you're just slamming through shit and hitting people in the fucking blizzard. Like that would be so cool. Plus <laughs> the way I found out. I mean, about, yeah, that
1: technology has been around for a long time, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I think on the original flat out, there's a few courses where there was mud on the track or um, there's like some snow and stuff like that. So, I mean, there could definitely be a rec fest too that has it, but it's just on the first one. And then how I actually yeah. found out about the game was I was on YouTube watching, um, I believe his name is Maddo caster. And he was playing the game with NASCAR skins. So he'd have the stock car with like the Jeff Gordon, you know, NASCAR skin on there. And I was like, Oh my God, that's awesome. And I didn't realize he was playing the fucking, uh, PC version of it. So I got the PlayStation four version. I'm like, I can't use the fucking skins. Damn it. So, um, those are my <laughs> only two big complaints about it, but I absolutely love the game and I recommend it to anyone who just wants to freaking be a homicide maniac.
1: That's awesome. That reminds me of a couple things. So like when you're talking about the weather, you know, saying that like that technology has been around forever. Um, I remember on the fucking Sega Dreamcast um, playing Soul Calibur, which that game's also awesome, but it's not on my list. Um, But, like, the Sega Dreamcast, if you had it hooked up to the internet, it would uh, take your local weather, and a lot of the games would, like, insert that into the game. So if it was snowing where you were at, then while playing Soul Calibur, it would be snowing on your characters. It was fucking cool. like. So if Sega Dreamcast can figure that out, uh, you know, 20 fucking years ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> every game
1: should have that figured out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think weather should really play. In fact, I think
1: Sega was the first. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was I was gonna say I th- there's so many other games that have weather in their system as well. Like I know the Fallout games, like they'll they'll occasionally have like a fucking you know rainstorm and radioactive rainstorm go through there too so it's like you there's definitely weather options it's just like yeah. like i said that game just would benefit so much from uh weather in that game
1: yeah yeah and i think uh i think i think dreamcast was the first game to have uh online gameplay online capability i think they uh were the ones that um uh, like the the grandfathers of it or whatever the forefathers of online gaming um, it kind of stinks that they went under, but um, Brian and I spent a lot of time debating that uh, in one of our early episodes. Anyways, the other thing that actually that you were saying that reminded me of uh, one of the other games I played a lot as a kid, Twisted Metal Two. Just like the the savagery and just like hitting pedestrians just like yeah. the the craziness. Definitely a very different type of game, but Twisted Metal Two is um, I actually still know the cheat code to get Sweet Tooth: uh, up L one triangle right. <laughs>
0: nice yeah that's that's another game series i wish they would bring back is twisted metal like that that first one was so fun
1: i'm just going to start at just the first one that i have written down um which is you know arguably the most important shooter game of all time um and that is duck hunt (laughs) 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 and yes i do still have an original nes original that takes cartridges not one of these new ones that just has pre-programmed games i have an original nes i have the zapper gun and i have a tube tv because duck hunt only works on a tube tv i have all of that and i do host uh, i mean i wasn't able to last year obviously go covid um but I do host at least once a year, a duck hunt competition. Um, And, you know, sometimes with my family, if I get a Christmas party, sometimes I'll have friends over and we just get trashed and play duck hunt. In fact, one of the (laughs) (laughs) coolest memories I have from college, this is actually before I uh, drank alcohol, but uh, you know, a bunch of my friends did and we were having this duck duck hunt party. And uh, one of my friends, uh, he just, he's just this guy that can just hold his liquor. He drank that night God, I have no idea, but damn near a handle of rum all by himself. Um, God dang. And we were playing duck hunt. Um, specifically, we were on the clay pigeon one, where you have the two clay pigeons that shoot out. Which, to me, for oh, some yeah. reason, that one's much harder. I, I I do a lot better with the ducks. He was doing the clay pigeons, and he got I shit you not to level thirty three, and he could barely stand up. Like again, he had just like he had been drinking all night he had about a handle of rum by himself like enough to kill any normal person <laughs> and here he is a hundred percent because once you get to level i think it's 17 or 18 you can't miss anything anymore uh, in order to move on to the next level you have to go 100 perfection so he went like 16 levels uh a hundred percent on the clay pigeons on duck hunt uh, drunk off of his ass, and that was one of the funniest nights and fondest memories I have of college. Actually,
0: <laughs> is there an actual ending to Duck Hunt? Like, what's the what's the final no. level of it?
1: There's not. It's it's like Nazi zombies on like, Oh, okay, um, Call of Duty or whatever. You just you just go as long as you can. You go
0: until you die, um, or just... and, you
1: know, yeah, exactly. Th- Thirty three is the highest level that I've ever seen anyone get. Like I think I think I've gotten to level like 20 once or twice on the ducks. But 33 and he
0: was tanked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got you gotta wonder what how good he is, he is when best. he's not though. I think I think it's I think he's one of those like phenomenons where he was actually better when he was drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which which I've had, I've had those moments with some games too. Um, and, and I'll talk about that when I, when I get to it, cause it is on my list. So. <laughs>
0: um, my number five is super Mario sunshine. Uh, my first video game that I ever played was um, funny enough. It was the duck hunt slash uh, super Mario bros cartridge. It was on yep. my aunt's old NES system And, you know, on my Nintendo 64, the um, game that I always played was Super Mario 64. It was just really when my love for that little chubby plumber kicked in and, you know, replaying, actually replaying Super Mario 64 kind of killed that love though, because I swear to God, anywhere you go, especially on the, uh, the ice mountain, like the first ice level you go on to, it's like anywhere you fucking run. It feels like you're just sliding all over the place. Like there's no concept of stopping in that game. Like the controls are fucking terrible, but um, Super Mario's uh, sunshine. It was, you know, I got it the exact same Christmas. I got my GameCube and uh, 1080 Avalanche. And like I said, 1080 Avalanche was the first one I popped into my GameCube and I played, I played it like a good week or two longer before I actually popped in Super Mario Sunshine. But when I did, I was just blown away about how good Super Mario Sunshine looked. And even today on the uh, nin- Nintendo Switch re-release, it still looks amazing. The water looks good on it. The controls go perfect on it. Like, it's such a good game. Like, the setting of Isle Delfino, it was perfect. Like, it felt like a great island. It had a lot of really good maps on there. It had some really good villains. And plus having Flood to help you clean up paint and fighting Shadow Mario, it was so cool. Like, Shadow Mario was a fucking cool character to bring into that world of already massively cool characters like he just stood out and then when you find out later on i don't want to run the surprise for anyone who hasn't played it but um when you find out later like who he is you're like oh shit you should have stayed shadow mario son because you suck in real life but um it was just a really fun game that it made you feel like you were on vacation yourself because you had this really good soundtrack with this really good island beats it was a really upbeat fun game and like I said the graphics on it it was just it was top notch and even compared to um like Super Mario Odyssey I think it looks as good if not just a tad bit better than Super Mario Odyssey and the gameplay feels a lot more long lasting than Super Mario Odyssey so I mean like like you said like these aren't in any particular order except for my number one game but i just had to put super mario sunshine on my top five
1: yeah i mean the mario franchise has just been like a powerhouse it, really nintendo's only powerhouse I, well they've got zelda as well but like mario's kind of like synonymous with nintendo you know yeah um and i've like i haven't played any of the new ones i did play the original uh you know duck hunt super mario in fact uh i was teaching my oldest how to play that uh, a couple of years ago and it was definitely a proud dad moment when he beat uh the first two levels all by himself like i was like hell yeah <laughs> it takes talent those games uh yeah. they're 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 different they're, they're tough um yeah so next one on my list um is uh the halo franchise um i love them all um, I would say that my personal favorite, um, is, is actually a controversial one. It's actually Halo four, uh, just for gameplay. Um, I'm by far the best at that one out of all of them. I can still pop into that one on the master chief collection and just wreck people, uh, and have a fantastic time doing so. Um, but you know, in the end, like I would have to say that Halo combat evolved is, I mean, it's the OG I've, I've probably spent more time on Halo four. But I've, you know, Halo combat evolved was cumulatively over like the amount of years that I played it Uh, as a teenager. um, Even in my early college years, like that game is incredible. And uh, I, I still think it's the best campaign it's, it's not like it's an amazing story, but it's an, a very engaging campaign uh, that didn't get, like, by Halo 2, it got really repetitive. And, like, the story actually got way better for Halo 2 and 3. Um, but but it just wasn't as fun to play as Halo 1 for me. Uh, Halo 1 was just the most fun to play for the campaign. Um, and then, like, you know, it's, it's hard not to mention at the same time, like, Dude, back in the days of 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 Halo Combat Evolved, um, like we're talking back the original Xbox, the very early days when people are linking Xboxes together, having LAN parties, like that is something that died that like actually makes me really sad like, I, i'm sure that there are people that are still doing it but like you know in this day and age it's just you know jump online link up with your friends and that's fine but they're like having a land party is fucking something else like we're talking like you get four xboxes you connect them together for a wire you are uh, through wires uh ethernet wire cables uh, everyone's in the same house. You might have them like in different rooms. You got people screen peeking. You got like all just the chaos that comes from it. Um you're you're all still in the same house. So you can like shout at each other and like just just the rage that gets induced from people cheating, and like it's like that can't be mashed. That cannot be recreated, be right. recreated with online gaming. Land parties were the best. In fact, like I would love love to uh, create a uh a gaming channel um i i think it'd be funny to call it like screen peekers unite and and do land parties but force like ev- everyone that's on one tv has to be on different teams <laughs> so they're so they're obviously going to be screen screen peeking
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: <laughs> and, and just film that like i think that'd be a fucking hilarious channel um as long as everybody's do that though. so even if they're not like i mean being drunk is just obviously fantastic and would be better for me but even if they're not like just (laughs) that that would be a very entertaining uh channel i think so uh i'm probably not ever going to do it so anyone anyone listening uh feel free to steal that idea
0: (laughs) actually don't steal it because yeah i mean come on let tom scott's gonna do it (laughs) well i mean (laughs) I'm going to have to change the name around just a <laughs> little bit, but. <laughs> Screen uh, peekers anonymous.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'll be peak screeners. Oh, it, it's funny how in yours, you mentioned wreck people because my number four is NASCAR 2005 chase for the cup. And for me, <laughs> this is where the entire NASCAR video game series peaked and no NASCAR game has been able to give me the exact same, you know, feeling of fun that this game gave me back in 2005, 2006 when I started playing it. And you could really do some really fun stuff in this game. Like the car customization for if you had your own team was way better than what, all the current cars have because nowadays yeah you can pick the color here and there you can add stripes but like uh, for the 2005 version you could add like lightning strikes you could add a whole bunch of different stuff to it like the actual modifications of your car was so much better back then and it had something that a lot of the current games don't have, except for um, NASCAR Heat Five, and it actually had four. It actually had all four of the at the time um, series that NASCAR ran, which was the Featherlight Series, the Craftsman Truck Series, the Bush Cup, and the Nextel Cup, and it gave you basically every driver of that time period, which for me. I love NASCAR from the mid 90s up into, you know, I'd say around 2007, 2008, when everyone started to retire. But like everyone from that time period is on this game. Like you have Rusty Wallace, you have Jeff Gordon, you have Dale Earhart, you have Jimmy Johnson, you have, um, you have Tony Stewart, you have Dale Jr. Like a- anyone who you know, from nascar is still in this game at this time period and what was so cool about this game versus even the games today is you can be a complete jerk ass and like i always am trying to wreck everybody okay like like i said i'm a kind of a homicidal maniac when it comes to racing games the goal is to win yes But the secondary goal is to fucking murder people in these games. I will wreck people no matter what. So don't play online racing games with me because you will not have a good day. And I don't want to hear you crying about it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, what was so cool about it was if you wrecked another driver while playing this game and like at the end of the race, it'd show you like this um, like this cutscene. And a lot of the time, the person that you would wreck out in the race, he'd be trying to fight your ass in the pit, the pit um, box or whatever it was like, they'd have his crew people trying to stop him from fighting you and you'd be screaming at him and shit. And it was just such a fun little thing. And then a lot of the time afterwards, (laughs) they would actually challenge you to a street race, which was something that they haven't really done since is They would give you like real cars, like a Dodge Viper or a Camaro. Um, I know a Corvette was on there. I'm not sure if they had a Mustang, but it was like stuff like that. And you could actually go out and race this person one-on-one in the street. It was like a street track, but it was so different from being, you know, planted and stuck on a NASCAR race course. And it was just it was something that I haven't seen on any racing game since. And I've played a lot of games and this is one of those PlayStation two games where like I'd mentioned before, I really wish PlayStation would put it on the PlayStation store because the only way I can play it now is either, you know, getting another PlayStation, getting the hookup, getting the TV and all that stuff, or find an emulator that actually has it on there. And, you know, It's still one of those that I'm absolutely in love with. I went back and played it a few years ago on one of my friend's PlayStation 2s, and it was just awesome. And plus, the other thing that this game had that, you know, no NASCAR game has now is you can change the skins for other race car drivers. Like if you wanted a specific Jeff Gordon paint scheme, you could get the paint scheme and it would be you could swap them. And that's just something that I think NASCAR games have become so serious and so simulator ish that they don't let you really either be a NASCAR fan or let you just have fun with it as I could back in the day.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of always been my thing with racing games. um, Or at least the modern ones is like, they're, they're too realistic. Like I remember back in the days of like, uh, Star Wars Pod Racer, right? Where it's just like super cartoony, super silly, based on a video game. But it was fun as hell. Oh, but yeah. like these these games now, you know, they try and they try and get like the physics perfect, and it's like that's boring.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't care about the physics, man.
0: Well, then <laughs> we like just you go have, fast. Then you have to like... I like go fast and turn left sometimes. <laughs> hey, there's <laughs> some rats in there too. <laughs> <laughs> But um, (laughs) yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. It's like, that style of racing, it's fun for a little while because you're like, oh my God, I'm driving a Lamborghini, you know, Aventador or whatever. And then it's like, you have to go in and tune the car for the track and go back and figure out if that tune works and then save the tune and then tune it for the next track. And then it's just like, It takes the fun out of it and just kind of makes it into an actual chore versus a game like Wreckfest or Flat Out or the old NASCAR games where you can literally just drive, have fun, go fast, fucking murder somebody. And that's something that you just can't get with Forza or with uh, Gran Turismo. All
1: right. So the next one on my list would be um, Silent Hill 2. Ooh, uh, it is nice. my all-time favorite survival horror game. Uh, and that dates back to the PlayStation 2. And, um, you know, like I said, they do have it on, uh, uh, they, they did eventually put it on the 360 and then they uh, brought it over to the the next gen. So I, I can still play it, which is nice. Um, but I but I do still have the PS2 disc in my PS2. Silent Hill 2 is a phenomenal game. I have always been a big fan of the survival horror um, games Silent Hill I think is by far the best um at least the first the first four are the only ones that I played two is definitely like the the crown jewel of of the franchise and I think if you were to ask anyone they would all agree um you know the the graphics are a little bit dated but like the story like first of all uh it is the only game that I've ever like screamed like I like it scared me that there was this one part that like I jumped completely out of my seat and screamed like a little girl, like that this never happened. Not, not in the resident evil games, not in any other game. This has only happened in silent Hill two. Like it pulls you in. Right. It is just, I don't know. It's really something else that they did. a you know, for, for the time, the atmosphere that they create is, is just mortifying it's intense you know it it, there's just really something gripping about it and then on top of that like it is a dark tragic story that they tell with it um you know after that i was just just obsessed with with these games um you know there's lots of great survival horror games you know like you know i said the resident evil ones resident evil 4 that one's getting a little bit more into the action though still kind of survival horror but it's definitely a lot more actiony um uh, until dawn is a newer one that was on the PS4 but like still nothing n- nothing as good as silent hill 2
0: well i actually have to um my next pick it's in the exact same category as silent hill 2 it's not silent hill but it's <laughs> in the exact same category but yeah for for my number 3 choice well i guess it's number 3 um it's the, it's in the exact same category as silent hill and it's kind of a horror horror survival game and it is alien isolation and holy shit mm. this game took my nerves and completely fucking ripped them out of my body like this game does such an extremely good job installing this extreme sense of dread and fear and it just doesn't stop mm-hmm. from the time that the xenomorph you know you first run into it like it, it's just an insanely dreadful game um and it doesn't help that that xenomorph has a learning and adaptive ai That will fucking kill you over and over and over, no matter what your pattern is. Like there's been so many times where I hear that fucking alien in the vents and I go hide in the locker and he comes dropping, dropping down out of the ceiling and he'll, he'll come to the locker, sniff it. And then, you know, he'll back up and leave for a minute. And then I'll hear him fucking running right back towards that locker. And I'm like, that's it. And he rips that goddamn door open. Like it is so (laughs) terrifying. And besides the Xenomorph trying to kill you, you also have the extremely creepy ass androids who are also trying to kill you. And if you manage to actually kill one of them, even with the bullet that you eventually find the one single bullet um even if you (laughs) shoot that android you're going to attract the xenomorph so it's like one of those games like you really have to sneak around the entire thing avoid everything and the game is just like the original alien movie it's such a dark quiet dreadful movie Like, you would never, ever want to be on the Sestestapool. No, I'm screwing the name up. It's a (laughs) Sestestapool station or whatever it is. Because even when there's lights on in, in the sections of that video game, the station's just not a very homey place. It's this very... It's a very military artistic space station like i'm not sure how to describe it it's just it's not friendly in the least like you wouldn't really want to live there even if there Mm -hmm. was a fuck ton of other people there but what really makes this game stand out to me especially being an alien movie fan is the original cast actually comes back and does voice work for the game there's an actual level devoted to the game where you're playing as ripley you've you've got dallas in your ear you have Yaffat Coco's character, who just passed a few days ago, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I man, you rest in peace. We, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's just a nerve wracking game. And, you know, honestly, I never actually completed the game. I got to the point where you go to this huge ass reactor and it's just nothing but the alien hive. And I was like, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> so, I never actually finished the game, but it, it's just one of those games like you, once you play it for a while, you're like, I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to keep hiding. Fuck this game. So that's my yeah. horror survival game on there.
1: Um, so next up, I got uh, Destiny. Uh, Destiny 1 specifically. Fuck Destiny 2. That game sucks. <laughs> uh, Destiny 1 is an incredible game. I know it had a terrible launch and it was it was really broken up until about the time that the Taken King came out Uh, but I've put more hours into that game than any other game combined Um, like months months and months of hours in into that game and uh, you know I've I still will jump in probably uh, not that often anymore but probably every other month and I will just jump in some LFG groups and I will go through all of the raids in one sitting. I've carried hundreds of people through these raids. Like I've got all three characters maxed out. I have them all with like specific special builds for raids, for strikes, for PVP. Um, just awesome. Like I love everything about that game. Um, to me, like the way destiny where, where destiny one ended was just like about as perfect of a game as you could really ever want or ask for um incredible job and then destiny came out or then Bungie came out with destiny 2 and they fucked everything up and it was just as bad as destiny 1 uh destiny 1's launch and the only thing that like they did do a lit just just maybe just a tiny bit better was storytelling in the beginning of Destiny 2. But God, that game sucked. It was so grindy like at least with Destiny one by the and again, you know, by the time the taken King came out anyway, um like yes, it was still very grindy and it felt like a chore. but the things that you would grind to get the the badass gear to like create and customize your character to this awesome like, sci-fi fantasy superhero like at least the activities that you would grind were fucking fun the raids you know like <sighs> destiny 2 just uh, just shit the bed <laughs> but destiny 1 still it it is still like one of my all-time favorites like might be my all-time favorite game but it's really hard for me to again as i already said compare to all these other ones (laughs) right that i've been talking about so
0: my number two and like i said these aren't in any specific order just like yours aren't um mine is uh saints row four um and this is one of those games where Have you just ever wished that you had superpowers, but you're also just the shittiest human being (laughs) alive? Like, this game is fully for you. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, like Saints Row really started out kind of like a Grand Theft Auto style game. And then kind of around Saints Row the third, they said, fuck it completely <laughs> and it just <laughs> has become this beautiful disc of insanity um, for instance me personally I love having superpowers in a video game um, but like I said this is one of those games where if you have superpowers but you're a really shitty human being um, so what I'll do, I will speed run up the side of a skyscraper and then um, power stop all the fucking thousand feet down into the ground and land like a fucking nuclear missile, killing everybody around. OK, and you'd think that was already bad. And then I just take off like the flash dragging all the fucking dead people that I've already killed and then slam them into cars <laughs> and other poor suckers who, who decide to walk like go out and walk in the game so it's just like <laughs> it's just insane like the whole game starts out like you're a you're the leader of the saints which is like a big criminal game but you're also the fucking president of the United States and then aliens attack the White House And then you get abducted by aliens who blow up the fucking earth. And then you live the video game through like a uh, VR simulation type thing. And that's how you can get the superpowers in the game. So it's like like playing a video game, playing a video game. And it's just the insanity (laughs) just keeps continuing. Like some of the some of my favorite weapons that i used in that game like you can have han solo's blaster you can have the star trek phaser you can fucking dual wheel tommy guns and just go berserk and my absolute favorite game in any video game is in this game and it is the dildo bat okay this thing is like a (laughs) baseball bat but it's like a dildo and the fucking tip of this bat is just flipping all around in the game. So it's, it's the most vile looking thing ever. And 90% of the time, (laughs) what I will do, I will get a uh, suit of armor, look like a knight, make it all red. And then I will just fucking dick whip a cop into oblivion with this dildo bat. And it is so <laughs> insanely fun. When you're having a bad day, you can come home, throw on Saints Row 4, and just dick whip somebody with a dildo bat. It is amazing. <laughs> Plus, the like you mentioned with Destiny, there's so much fun DLC packs with this game. There's a DLC where you are literally supposed to kill Santa Claus and you go to the north pole and you have to fight elves you have to kill santa claus you have to lead a revolt with other elves and it is just the most insane shit ever there's another dlc where you you have to beat this like dominatrix lady and at the end of the dlc pack you're riding a fucking dinosaur And the dinosaur is singing the Everybody Do the Dinosaur song while you're riding this dinosaur into fucking (laughs) oblivion, okay? Like, it is insane. And it's just one of those really fun (laughs) games that, you know, the thing with my stuff, unlike Tons, is my games that I like, they're fun games. They're games that appeal to my inner idiot and this is just kind of like the top of that list of insane <laughs> idiot games
1: <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong I, I do love insane idiot games you know i'm <laughs> a big fan of like uh crash team racing i feel like that counts it's basically mario kart but oh not. yeah <laughs> uh you know and uh um grand theft auto of course great time um but yeah you know uh, <laughs> I, I definitely don't play them as much as, as some of these other ones.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, one thing I did forget to say, though, about Destiny, because uh, I preluded to it before uh, with, you know, being better at something when you're drunk, uh, the Taken King Raid as well as the Rise of Iron Raid. I am better at both of those drunk. Um, way better. Like, <laughs> I those were games that I would drink probably 10 to 12 shots before starting the raid and then like, and then keep drinking while playing and (laughs) just carry people through these fucking games. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: Good times. It's
0: that time.
1: All right. So my last one is uh, Tony Hawk. Um, The Tony Hawk franchise is just incredible. You know, when you were talking about like the, the, you know, the Lego games, uh, you know, and, and I kind of brought up how it's just one of those games that you can just kind of jump in and just kind of chill and have a good time. Yeah. That's how Tony Hawk is for me. Like I can just, doesn't matter what mood I'm in. Like I can jump in, I can take it seriously. I cannot take it seriously. Um, I have so many fond memories of playing this game with friends. Um, the music, like the the first Tony Hawk introduced me to so much music that that I still love to this day. Bands that I still enjoy, uh, like Rage Against the Machine, for example, um i'm hoping that i get to finally see them this june i was supposed to see them last uh last april um in portland but you know everything shut down so uh it's rescheduled for this upcoming june i'm really excited you know to to see this band one of the most influential bands of my life that i found because of tony hawk um you know Popper, roach was another big band that i found because of them the vandals um tons of fantastic music so it's just it's great music you can just vibe out chill have a good time doing the most bananas ridiculous tricks um <laughs> funny story true story uh this was <laughs> this was in uh, january um i was at my two best friends house um no my, my best friend's house but there's you know three of us uh you know, we we all go back to literally. We all met each other when we were twelve. Like, it's my oldest two friends, right? Uh, so we turned on the uh, the Tony Hawk remastered one and two, and we were playing. Uh, I think we we're I think we were playing horse, um, and like we we came up with this rule where it was like, all right, let's see who can do like the best trick that's realistic, like no doing dumb shit that is impossible in real life. And so my buddy does like this kick flip to like a Smith grind and then like lands it, you know, it was very technical trick. And I was giving him shit. I was like, that's not real. You can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And, and mind you, I was like drunk and high and, uh, I I was on some, some stuff. It was, it was a fun night. And, uh, so, so then it was my turn (laughs) and, uh, I was like all right I I'm going to like I did honest to god have full intentions of taking the challenge seriously and just doing an actual trick. So I you know do some flip trick into a grind. And then I was like you know people do manual out of grind so I'll just manual out of it. So I manual out of it. And and then I was like well <laughs> I'm already in a manual and so I like chained into like 50 other tricks. <laughs> So naturally i I won that specific letter and uh, <laughs> but I did not follow the rules and it, it was just the funniest thing' <laughs> uh i mean you had to see because it's like we're gonna do it just real tricks and then i just go off and do the most insane thing but yeah i mean tony hawk to me that's one of those things like grinding on power lines and grinding on cars and like getting on top of buildings and jumping over helicopters like you you know you want to talk banana stuff like tony hawk is where it's at for me Um, and then on top of that like i've had so many just like great philosophical discussions while playing tony hawk with with my best friends you know we're just vibing out playing this game having a good time and, and it just because it's so low-key and so natural it just allows you to just open up conversation and just talk about anything and everything and so I've just had a lot of really like deep wonderful conversations with some of my closest friends uh in this game um and you know the uh, the remastered Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is absolutely incredible everyone should play it
0: So for my number one, it is not an insane game. It is a pretty, (laughs) it's, it's a pretty serious, uh, game. Um, it is the fallout three new Vegas and four. I could not, could not pick one out of the fallout series. Um, because, just there are so many amazing locations for all three of these games you know you have the capital wasteland um you have new vegas obviously and then you have the commonwealth in fallout 4 and each setting even though it's kind of the same thing you're going through a destroyed city a destroyed um wasteland pretty much for me i'm a huge urban exploration fan and if you don't know what that is it's basically checking out like abandoned buildings hospitals theme parks all that kind of stuff like i'm a huge fan of that um i'm also a really huge fan of like retro futurism which is the art style that is in fallout for the most part and Mm -hmm. those two things combined together and seeing like an alternate you know earth history where you know we didn't evolve past like the tubes and shit like that for tvs and stuff like that but in a way even though we didn't evolve past it we got more technical technologically better like we had power armor we had laser weapons we had all this stuff like that and then there's this huge war that pretty much wipes out everything and then you're this character you know you're either the lone wanderer the lone survivor or the lone um vault dweller or whatever it is from fallout 3 and you're placed in this environment that i mean to be completely real with you you and me would both be dead in this environment because we probably wouldn't have survived the bomb blast and i don't know about you but i'm hauling no fucking fallout (laughs) shelter over here so it's a very
1: i I actually had one at uh one of my old houses
0: (laughs) okay that's a okay
1: that's That's just happened to have a bomb shelter in my basement (laughs) that's a strong fucking selling point right there
0: (laughs) it is now (laughs) right wasn't then but it is now (laughs) hey we have a we have a 10 by 12 patio and we have a fallout shelter 50k all day homie (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um yeah, it's just Fallout to me is such a special game because it's like it puts you in the situation where you, you have to make choices and you can either make the right choices, you can make the wrong choices, and those choices do affect certain things in the game. They affect certain encounters that you have if you're a complete asshole and go around and kill literally everybody, your game is going to be a hell of a lot shorter than it would be if you actually take the time to talk and do quests and stuff like that. And like I was mentioning with the um, environment and stuff like that, there are so many really good locations throughout the series. You have Nuka-Cola world, you have um, the Jefferson Memorial you have the actual city of New Vegas where you have all these casinos and stuff like that. There, there are so many really good locations that are on your map and there are some really cool locations that aren't on your map. And it, for me personally, I have spent hours upon hours upon hours going through this map, finding these little outposts that aren't on the out that like they're not there on the map. You just come across them walking through the fucking map. And it's such a really cool and immersive, you know, game. And it's like it's one of those games that it's kind of become part of our pop culture as well. Because if you mm-hmm. go into Target, Walmart and stuff like that, you'll <clears throat> see Nuka Cola shirts. You'll see vault Tech stuff. You'll see vault Tech bobbleheads and stuff like that. And you'll see um, like Nuka-Cola cap keychains and stuff like that. And that to me, you don't really see that with a lot of video games that aren't Pokemon or Mario. So it definitely takes an amazing story and elevates it into not just a video game, but into kind of like our real world pop culture as well so it's, for me fallout the series has got to be number one for my video game and i'm i really hope with their the whole besada sell to microsoft i really hope that doesn't affect um more fallout games coming out for playstation 4
1: i actually i, I... After you explaining uh, both Saints Row and 4 and uh, those Fallout games, I actually, I'm interested in trying those. Um, I yeah. don't play, like, I don't have a whole lot of time to play a lot of video games anymore. So lately, it's mostly been Tony Hawk.
0: But I'm,
1: I am intrigued now.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you yeah. this. Out of your top five and your honorable mention, what is the number one video game that you would recommend over... All the other ones. God, I'm so bad at that. Um,
1: I feel like I've recommended all of them for different reasons. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Tony Hawk, um, just because the franchise is still very relevant. Uh, still has great music. Still very fun. Um, like Silent Hill 2. That's old. You know, yeah. the the graphics are dated. It may not be for everyone. The Halo franchise franchise is still relevant. It's still pretty good um i wasn't as big of a fan of halo 5 but like i've been a pretty big fan of almost everything that's come out for tony hawk um you know destiny 1 like they're not making anything new for it destiny 2 sucks duck hunt you know everyone should play but yeah yeah i I think as far as relevance and just like a chill good time it's got to be tony hawk yeah
0: definitely a good choice um I think for me it just really depends on what you're looking for. Cause like I said before, like my games are so filled with batshit insanity. And then I have fallout. So it's like if I was recommending yeah. a racing game, I would definitely recommend Wreckfest. It's it's the best, I think, actual fun racing game where you can just get in, play, drive fast, and you know, either wreck somebody or don't wreck somebody. But if I was saying, Hey, I want you to sit down, play a game. Tell me what you think. It'd be fallout. Ser- it'd be the fallout series. But Nice man.
1: Well, Hey, thanks again for having me on. I
0: really appreciate of it. Of course, man. <clears throat> and I want to thank you for coming on the show because you're awesome. And I sound like I'm fucking choking up and shit over here and I'm not, I got like water in my eye. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's gonna be okay oh my god fall out (laughs) no um but yeah i really want to thank you for coming on the show um i'm so glad our lists did not have a bunch of the same ones on there because it kept it very surprising (laughs) what was going to be your next one and my next one so tom thank you so much for coming on sp nation um you know you're pretty much one of the SP Nation family at this point.
1: <laughs> Likewise, you've been a big, uh, big friend of the Be Hero Fights show, and uh, we're always happy to have you on as well. So
0: that's going to be it for SP Nation. Tom, thank you once again for coming on the show, and I will see you guys My next week.